Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. The road to Roland Garros continues on the red clay in Spain as we welcome you to another edition of TC Live from Madrid. Now just 25 days away from the year's second major in Paris. Here's what's coming up over the next half hour. It was a true escape from Alcaraz. The returning champ playing his final match as a teenager had a late maturing second set. Plus, the last American left in singles was upset in the quarterfinals by a rising star who has been fueled in Madrid by a new recovery drink. And we will reveal the only tennis player in the top 10 of the world's highest paid athletes. Can you guess who it is? Well, that is a question that will linger for a few segments of this show. Welcome in to our studios in Santa Monica, California. Steve Weissman, Jim Courier, Andrea Petkovic. We're going full doubles today, four wide, with our guy Andy Roddick as well. And, Jim, this is a reunited show between Andy and Andy uh, from years ago. Andrea, tell us the story. Well, I don't know if Andy remembers, but we did play a tiebreak a long time ago on the practice courts of Madrid. His eyes tell me no, but <laughs> his <laughs> posture tells me yes. Did you win? I did well, not, but it was 5-4, and then you figured out that a kick surf would help more against a woman than a flat surf, and then I was done for. Yeah, or, or it sounds like I should have just hit my spots with the first serve the first couple of times. I don't know, one of the two. <laughs> <laughs> but, but you knew you had like a, a secret behind the scenes what? info on, on Roddick, right? Well, I, my coach was coaching Karlovich the year before, so he told me Andy likes to go down the tee on the first two shots. I don't know if that was correct, but I covered that, and I did get it back into play. Yeah, well, I, I liked going down the tee on Karlovich because there was no use in going wide because he wasn't <laughs> going to return it if you made it. So there was no reason I was going to go over the high part of the net against Ivo Karlovich and risk actually missing a serve. I'll promise you. I promise you that much. What, what is it about M Madrid with men and women practicing together? We had Grigor Dimitrov and Paula Badoza having a, a little uh, a hit earlier this tournament. Is that uh, something going on with with Mad is it Madrid? The magic? Did you bring me here for the gossip? Are I, we I on did. News? I, I don't did. know. I'm no. I'm not coming. I'm commenting here. I'm not commenting. I'm here for the tennis. No. Well, Marty Fish wouldn't no. play with Andy, right? Marty said no, and Andrea stepped up. Yes, that was the story. Mar, you were practicing with Marty. He asked you to play a tiebreak with him, and he refused, so I stepped in. I am. I like to consider myself to be the better Marty, but not everyone agrees. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I, I appreciate your willingness to jump in and make sure that I was fully prepared for Madrid. And I am very glad that that story didn't end with me losing a tiebreaker. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So from Madrid a decade ago to Madrid today, we've got the returning champ, Carlos Alcaraz, looking to continue that 18-match win streak on Spanish soil, taking on Corinne Hatchinoff, Roddick. Yeah, his ability to just pull the string either way. He holds it to the last minute. And the transition game of Carlos Alcaraz is so good. His feel around the net. I'm not sure 
how you go about trying to pass him. He is so quick, moves so well at the net, slides three feet into a volley to be that fluent with the movement. And Kathleen, you got you better keep playing because he's got a forehead. You better keep moving. That's not good in the best of times, but especially when you you're thinking about stopping the point. But Carlitos got in a little bit of trouble. But watch the shots that he's able to hit break point down. He's like a great shooter in basketball that always knows that he will make the next one. But the shots that he goes for down break points, you don't even feel like it's that risky. That's a shot he wasn't confident in a year and a half ago. And I've seen him stick that backhand line. It is an improved shot. Plays up in the court, is able to play back and then transition in. Look how quickly he gets from three feet behind the baseline to hitting a drop volley. He could have caught that and thrown it over. That's how well this guy moves. It is unbelievable. And I'm not sure what you're supposed to do with that one because you know he's going to kick it. You know he's going to open the court. But you can't really do anything about it. This guy is on a roll, thinks he can win every set no matter how much he's down. 31 winners in total for Alcaraz, who has now reached at least the semifinals in all five tournaments where he has played as defending champion. 27-2 and two so far this year, three titles in four finals, and a winner in his last match as a teenager. It was really tough uh, for me to, to come back, you know, he, he had uh, his chances to, to win the second set, but uh, obviously I, I knew that I was going to, to have my chances, uh, try to, to took, uh, yeah the, the opportunities, and uh, yeah, really, really happy to, to get through, to get through. We saw it play out, Jim, but, but how was Alcaraz able to come through in those key moments of the match? By becoming evil Knievel, like he always does. He's just a daredevil. The guy gets down in a, in a really bad spot. He's down 4-1. He's down a couple of break points, and he's not going to let you decide. He's going to be the one to make things happen. So here's the first break point, and here comes the drop shot. Pulls the rug out from underneath you. So now you might look to cover that the next time you get the break point. So what's he going to do? Well, he's going to change it up. He's going to do a little bit different. Is he going to serve and volley? Sometimes that's his play. That would not be the choice he would make the next time. It would be the backhand drive down the line. Here you go. So now Hatchinoff hugging the baseline. He's looking for the drop shot. Well, I'm going to just hit one down the line. By the way, this is not an easy shot. It's low over the net. It's deep into the corner. It's high risk. He gets the high reward with it. So instead of playing three sets... He gets to get on the court and probably have a chat with Prakash afterwards. Yeah, certainly. Andy, I mean, it's so impressive the way he's able to do really everything on the court at such a high level. And that drop shot set up by the fact that he really, you know, hits the ball so hard, so deep. So you, you, you can't even get there. Yeah, Jim Jim nailed it. It's the, it's the perfect compliment. You know, you have to respect the feel. But then you step in, he kind of blows your head off. Uh, with power, and I, I, I'm not uh, a victim of hyperbole, so I'm not saying this just because he won a match today, but I think he's the most complete 19-year-old male tennis player that I've ever seen, right? And, and Roger didn't win his first major until he was 21. Rafa won at 17, but he wasn't great on all surfaces until he was maybe 20, 21, 22. Uh, Alcaraz, there's really no weakness. The backhand used to uh, misfire a little bit more than it does now. He's able to take it line. He used to kind of love the cross court a little bit more, but man, you know, most of us uh, mere mortals, if we're missing some shots to get down in a game, it's really hard for us to just step up play the right shot, pull the trigger, and not think about consequence. And he is a master at that, even at 19. Well, I guess depends on uh, when the clock strikes midnight there in uh, Spain. But a 19, 20-year-old, it's, 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 it's unbelievable to see. 
Well, and the scary thing is, I think he still has room to improve. And I wonder what, Andy, what you think, because I feel like his elbow on his serve could go even further back. He, he could get even more rotation, so he would be able to serve even harder and get even more free points on that first serve. So I think it's crazy to think and scary to think for the rest of the field that there is still room for improvement. Yeah, I actually think you're. I actually think you're spot on. Um, you know, you can see the more you go this way, the more spin, the more late movement you're 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 able to get on the ball. You see the best servers. I automatically think of, of of Pete Sampras, who Jim saw a lot of his movement during his career. But it's not only about the pace. We know Carlitos can hit at 135, 138, but once he starts getting that kind of late tail, right, that late Mariano Rivera curve uh, that Jim and I have talked about before with with some other players. I, Francis Tiafo comes to mind, who can hit it big, but doesn't get that late movement he can still get that and he has the racket work to be able to do it's scary if that comes into play he's already uh, been number one in the world as a teenager nobody's done that and he can get even better that is scary for the rest of the atp tour meantime on the wta what's scary is world number one Iga fiontek looking to win her eighth straight match on clay and become the second polish woman to reach the semis in madrid raced out to a huge lead andrea yes and scary is the right word we see it right here she played a tremendous match today set up her shots with the backhand down the line to put her best shot in the repertoire into play and this is that one the forehand from the center of the court when Iga Świątek is able to control the center of the court with the forehand she's basically unbeatable and this surface the clay allows her to do that more than any other surface and in the second set Petra Martic changed up her game it is a terrible matchup for her because she likes the spinny balls that allow Iga to control the game she flattened out her shots I love when I see players think through the matches and she tried that but this one here she's just too good and she had no scare on closing out the match like in the first in the match before against Alexandrova rock solid the one to beat at her seventh bagel of the season 11 winners four for four on break points give her a shot she will take advantage Jesse Pagula Veronica Kudermatova meeting for the very first time this was kind of like a sandwich match, Andrea. First and third sets nearly identical. It was such a strange match to watch, and we see the frustration. Both players a little bit tired. Kudermatova played only exclusively third set matches. And Jessie Pegula, she was very frustrated. We saw the record flying, a lot of unforced errors. But then in the second set, she really found her game. She found her strike zone. She was able to take the ball earlier. Those flat shots of Kudermatova. And she ran away with it. She was so ruthless in that second set. And she looked much more composed. But then in the third set, the frustration came out again. And one thing I really wish for Jessie Pegula is that she improves her serve. It's not, a best, uh, it's not a bad shot. The problem is she doesn't get any free points on it. And this is the difference. These little things are the difference in those matches that are so tight. And we see right here, a free point on match point helps you to close it out. Second player to reach the semifinals after four straight three-set matches. Kuda Matova is moving on, and she will take on the world number one, Sviantek, who's won all three matches against Kuda Matova, only dropped one game the last time they played. Chanda Rubin's FanDuel pick of the day will be Sakri and Sabalenka. We'll let you know what she picks. But first, how about Prakash with a player who is powered by hops? 
What on earth was going through your mind after you lost the second set, six love? Uh, not today. You know, in the second set, I, uh, in the second set, I start to laughing. Veronica, you you want to kill yourself because <laughs> again, three set, there was tough battle today. But to be honest, every every day I took some beer, you know, for re recovery. Yes, no, this no, no, is no, the no. most Let's, important. Like, like actually, you actually drank beer for yeah, recovery. I started drink beer this week. <laughs> yeah, this, <laughs> this is, is the, the first, first week. Yeah, this is the first time I took a beer, and it works really well. I mean, I'm so happy and proud of myself that I managed this tough match. Uh, the, I've got I've got three pros here. Anybody She's else German. recover with beer? She's German. You go first. The German in me absolutely approves. No further comments. I'll tell you one thing, Andy, I recovered from a lot of losses with beer. I don't know about you. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I, uh, I, I know my way around a beer can, uh, if, I'm, if, I, if I'm being honest. I, I do remember, I won't say it's my brother, it could be, but I uh, was playing a match. Um, Leighton is, uh, I, I don't want to say it was his college career, it could have been, uh, but was cramping and, and got through the last uh, 20 minutes of a, of a match, uh, maybe uh, by, by having a beverage. <laughs> That's incredible. By the way, playing Jesse Pagula, who has been notorious for in her press conferences, yeah. ha having a beer right there. That's right. Yeah, that's the tennis world, the tennis gods bringing everything together, Listen, the narrative. <laughs> you know, and the players, we talk so much about how they treat their bodies like temples, how they're yeah. like race cars and everything counts and, you know, no gluten and all of this, but sometimes also relaxation does matter and sometimes we do overthink things and sometimes it's not as complicated and if you just give yourself a little bit of a break when you're having kind of a tough week maybe you relax maybe your body's not perfect obviously dehydration is not ideal and be, seriously isn't good from my experience that's a rumor might not be the best for hydration but if you're relaxed out there, maybe good things happen. I don't know. Yeah, Seems I like agree. it for Veronica. And she's playing three setters every time. I mean, this is wild. Forget the Gatorade. Forget the electrolytes. You know, we used to have a tur tournaments in Asia sponsored by, like, Heineken. And they would, like, literally, they, they had like, yeah. a case of beer waiting for you in the room. So, you know, hey. it's there for an hey, option, listen. right? Hey, Steve, just because she's having beer doesn't mean that she's also not getting electrolytes from some source, right? You, two, you can do two, two things can be true, right? That's fair. That's, I don't know if that's a good mixture, though. I don't know, I don't know if she's mixing beer with, with any sort of powder or anything like that. Actually, the Biathlon people in Germany, they do drink beer as a recovery, but they opt for the alcohol-free version because beer actually does have a lot of electrolytes. No, that, that's not a Jaeger bomb. That, that's, quit, that's, that's quitter beer. <laughs> We'll see if she does some Four loco next after, after uh, her next match. A lot more still to get to here on TC Live. How about uh, Borda Chorich? That ranking has been born again. The reigning Cincy champ looking for some more Masters 1000 magic when we come back. Andy, Andy, Jim, Steve, back on TC Live. Mark your calendars for the year's next major tennis channel. Proud once again to have exclusive daily live coverage of Roland Garros. Don't miss any of the action from the red clay in Paris. It all gets underway Sunday, May 28th, right here on Tennis Channel. Time now for our FanDuel match preview. Uh, Chanda Rubin back on the winning ways. 24-12 and 12 this year. Picked up, what, what did you call it? Chanda Sense. Chanda Sense, not Chanda Bucks. Not Chanda Bucks. 63 cents. Iga gets the win over Martich. So Chanda uh, is still, unfortunately, looking to, to make up 
$6.79. Chanda Buck cents. But let's see what she's got for today. How's she going to get there? Yeah, well. Right here? Picking Arena Sabalenka over Maria, Maria Sakari. What, what do you think, Andrea? Uh, I think that's fair. Uh, Sabalenka has been the best player of the season. She has the most wins on the WTA Tour. Sakari, not exactly known to play well in semifinals. I really hope for her that she breaks through eventually, but probably another safe pick by Chanda. And no, this is not shade. <laughs> that's not shade? That's not shade. It felt, felt like shade. I don't, I don't know. I, I don't know. You know, the thing with Sabalenka is she, she hits the ball so big. She is a confidence player, and she's fully confident. But she can have those days where it goes awry and she beats herself. Sakari could play a safe match and potentially get out of there. But it's Chanda playing it safe in this one, ladies and gentlemen. Andrea, are you still doing the victory lap over Hatchinoff? hundred percent, yes. And somebody told me, I can't believe you were so biased and rooting for Kachanov. Of course I'm rooting for Kachanov if I picked him over mm -hmm. all the other experts here. Rumor, rumor has it she had a victory beer that night to <laughs> celebrate. Yeah, I, I mean, I, 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 I hate to say this, but if you're 24 and 12 and you're losing money, you're not doing a great job of paying attention to the odds. And the plus minus of things. I, I think we need to understand what minus 300 for Sabalenka actually means. Yeah, I mean, if you want to make make the bucks, you, you, take, you take the underdog. You take the dogs, you gotta, right? Yeah. You gotta ride the dogs. <laughs> but in tennis, that, that doesn't always work out that way. All right. Uh, right now, FanDuel giving all new users 10 times your first bet in bonus bets. Up to $200, win or lose. Download the FanDuel Sportsbook app now and start making every moment more. Still to come, uh, last time they played, it was the Roland Garros quarterfinals. Today, Andy Murray and Gael Monfils met in a different part of France in a different level event. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to TC Live. Emma Raducanu updating us on her health today. The former U.S. Open champ will miss the next few months and next two majors after having surgery on both of her hands and another procedure on her ankle. Now out of the top 100, we wish her a speedy recovery. Hope to see Emma back on court as soon as possible. But Andrea, this is tough news when she's having three separate procedures done. It is tough news, but honestly, I don't mind it. She's very young, and I think it gives her a chance to just reset. She's such a good player, and I just hate what has happened to her over the course of the past year. So much pressure on her, so many expectations, and maybe this give her a gives her a chance. It's terrible, obviously. I'm just trying to find some kind of light in this whole thing that maybe it gives her a chance to reset and start from the beginning. What do you think, Jim? Well, I think it's also uh, uh, just a... Uh, something for all of us to be mindful of, especially those of us who talk for a living on television, that we don't always know the facts. These are quiet injuries that, that she didn't broadcast that certainly hampered her and required surgery. So we wish her nothing but the best, and, and hopefully she'll come back stronger and better. The game's better when she's around. There's no doubt about it.
Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Andy, when she does come back, obviously going to have to build that ranking back up now outside the top 100. Um, but what was your reaction to seeing this news? Well, you're disappointed because, listen, as an athlete, you want to be healthy and you want to be in the game and you want to be competing. But I, I, I definitely see uh, Andrea's points. I mean, listen, she's had a rough couple of years, uh, not only on the court, not only physically, but just with this new normal of, uh, of an expectation set that's so outsized for someone who would only want a handful of matches uh, on tour. Just most of them uh, happened at the U.S. Open. So uh, she's, she's a great player. She is still so young. This is you know, the infancy of her career still. So, uh, you know, listen, if you can take care of kind of three birds, uh, one stone and get healthy all at the same time, uh, that's a bonus as well. So we, we, we obviously wish her a speedy recovery. Yeah, wish you all the best, Emma. Hope to see you back on court soon. How about some doubles action from Madrid? Team Taylor back. Taylor Townsend, Layla Fernandez taking on former Wimbledon champs Chase Sue and Barbora Strikova, Andrea. Yes, and you will see in this highlight, it's the most, it's the funniest highlight in the world because it's all Taylor Townsend hitting winners. So it tells you a lot about how this game went today. Taylor was outstanding. She was zoning so hard, loves playing with Leila Fernandez. But I have to give a shout out to Barbora coming back after a kid. She's back in the competition. She's already back in the, is that semifinals here? And look at this outfit. I love this fierceness from Taylor. She was really just as good as her outfit today. The second set got a little tighter, but how about another winner for match point? It's all Taylor Townsend today. So good to see. Take a look at her Instagram story. She is, she is dancing it up. She's now up to a career high six in the world in doubles, Taylor. In fact, half of the WTA doubles top 10 Americans. Well, back to the men we go. Six years apart, Daniel Altmaier, born at Chorich. Last two lucky losers to make the quarterfinals in Madrid, Jim, playing each other for a spot in the Final Four. Yeah, and Chorich was nearly out in his round prior against Davidovich Fokina, winning that 7-5 in a third-set tiebreak. But he would have no trouble in this one, getting an early break in the first set and just putting the foot down with good quality tactical serving. Didn't miss many first serves. Altmaier was standing so deep to return him that George just said, fine, I'll serve in volley. I'll take some speed off my serve. Lost three points on his first serve all match long and was able to use his backhand, which is his best ground stroke with great effect. And right out a little bit of a challenge here. Altmaier pressed hard to try and get a break point. Nearly had one, but George with a brilliant lob winner really knocked down that challenge and went forward from there. Triple match point, an errant backhand from Altmaier, but Stan and Cheer Altmaier started the tournament just inside the top 100, the inside the top 70 come Monday. Chorch, he's still going strong, and he'll take on Alcaraz for the first time in the semifinals, and he gets a well-deserved day off, too, after playing nearly three and a half hours yesterday. Today, not so much out of the tank, though. When Chorch won Cincy last year, he was ranked 152, now up to 16 in the live ranks. While the Madrid Masters had two lucky losers in the qualifier in the final eight, the challenger in Aix-en-Provence has four former top 10 guys, Andy, including a huge first rounder between Andy Murray and Gal Monfils. Yeah, look at that in the back. It's the only challenger I've seen with a skybox, Steve. I mean, they, they, they got some serious talent uh, at this tournament, but how much fun is this for the crowd to be able to see 
these two at an intimate venue, and credit to Murray. Listen, the guy is a hustler. There's no ego. Entering a challenger, sure, I need the matches. I'll play anywhere. And obviously, the artistry of Monfils on uh, on full display. Coming back uh, from some time off, needs to find his paces. But watching these two go at it is just uh, so much fun. What, what a treat for uh, for the crowd. <laughs> Monfils is never boring. Even his normal shots look a little bit difficult. So uh, this is just really fun. You know, listen, we've been in the same game, and I've seen five drop shots already uh, off the records of both of them. So as we fast forward, uh, a pretty routine match for Murray, which I'm sure he would welcome these days. It feels like every match he's played this year has gone for about seven hours. So uh, <laughs> clean tennis from, from Andy Murray, 6-3, Good to see these guys uh, get another shot at each other. Uh, I love this for both of them. I love this for the fans as well. All previous matches had been at either Masters or Majors. Yep. And now they're in Aix-en-Provence having a blast. Yeah, well, this is what you get when you have these two-week Masters 1000s and WTA 1000s. Mm -hmm. There's opportunity in the second week for the players that lose early to go compete somewhere else. There's the Phoenix Challenger, which is wonderful. That's on the heels of Indian Wells in week two, and you get players in the top 50. So it, this is really good. And there are lots of points available. What there's not is a lot of money. You lose in the first round of this tournament, it's like 1300 bucks. That doesn't cover train fare, probably, for these guys. That's not why they're there. They want the matches. Yes, the points are valuable as well. Tommy Paul's playing in yeah. a challenger in Italy along with Brandon Nakashima. But these are supercharged uh, chatleys, 200,000 euro prize money. Uh, and it's mostly about the points, but it's also about the workload. These players need it and want it when they didn't get it in Madrid. Yeah, how much more important, Andy, is it to get match play as opposed to just practice play before another Masters 1000? Oh, you can't fake match play. I mean, you can, you can practice all you want, but until the, the light goes on and it actually matters for something and the pacing is similar uh, to a normal match and, you know, you have the crowd reactions and you have the ins and outs and, you know, it's, it's a lot easier to, to make a return at 30-40 when you're in practice than it is uh, when, when something's actually on the line. But, uh, you know, Jim's spot on. They need matches, both of these guys. You're not going to see someone who's overworked entering a challenger, but you are going to see some people who are thirsty for some matches. All right, Andy Murray, moving on in the south of France. Time for the social net, and Forbes every year puts out its top ten highest paid athlete list. Only one tennis player on the list this year, and it's Roger Federer. Uh, the man made $95.1 million, the .1 coming on court, the 95 coming from being one of the greatest endorsers to ever walk planet Earth, Jim. Yeah, no, and, and the guy still got his hand out. I saw him at Madison Square Garden with free tickets last night. With Roger. Can't you just pay for the tickets? What's going on, Roger? He, he hosted Andy in Brooklyn at the, the Met Gala. Can this guy get, I mean, can he get his hand in his pocket sometime, Andy, for goodness sakes? I don't know, but I'm just, you know, thank goodness something good finally happened for Roger. I've been, I, I've just been uh, dying for something great to happen to him. I, my, my heart's been breaking, so thank goodness uh, he actually made some money this year. I was worried about him. I mean, this is the edgiest we're ever going to see him. Roger, kind of drunk. Maybe that beer from uh, from Veronica has been working on him with a pizza in his hand. I'm here for it. I love post-tennis Roger, maybe more than I've loved tennis Roger. Well, the, the greatest deal that was ever struck by his manager, Tony, <laughs> Tony Gotzik, $30 million a year for 10 years, guaranteed from Unique Low, and he doesn't even have to play. And he's still living that. So that, ladies and gentlemen, is what good management can do if you're a great athlete. Yeah, and he's now involved with that Swiss shoe company. On also just had a deal with the eyewear company, Oliver Peoples. What I'm curious about is how much longer he can stay in the top ten of this list 
retired. Yeah, well, you know, Arnold Palmer stayed in the top ten of this list for a long time because he, he established his credentials and he was never going to make a mistake that was going to damage his brand. And I think the same can be said for Roger. Yeah, I, I think agree. he can stay there. Soccer stars at the top. Cristiano Ronaldo, Lionel Messi, 136-130 million dollars. I mean, Mbappe was up there as well. I'm sorry to interrupt you here. It's football. Thank you. Well, not in America. <laughs> not in America. It's still yes. soccer. But, you know, when you go back yes. home, it, it'll be football. But Daggers. We play soccer in the U.S. Oh, they're daggers. That's how it is. Okay. When we come back, we will talk about what's coming up tomorrow. Big Thursday schedule. Quarterfinals, 7 a.m. Eastern. WTA semis, 10 a.m. Eastern. We got TC Live at 6 p.m. Get in, Jim. What do you want hey, to say? Andrew, you know that he, Steve also does some work for the NFL Network, right? You know oh, that. he does. And that's, <laughs> and that's real football. So, uh, you know. Just so you know, you're, just, you're, you're stepping on his toes. Just when you're on this desk, we know what football and soccer are. We'll be back after this. <laughs> It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Back with our hot shot of the day, Roddick. What do you know? It's that uh, it's that teenager for one more day, Chucky Alcaraz. It's it's so weird. It's every single day. It's Chuckster, and it's hitting it from a dis different position. Yesterday it was from six feet behind the baseline, hitting a backhand pass. Today it's sliding six feet across and hitting a beautiful drop shot, deft touch across the body. Uh, I, I, I've run out of superlative, Steve. He puts the magic in the magic box. Thursday's slate of action. Karatsev, Zizhen taking on the first match. Then Sakri Sabalenka. How about Tsitsipas Struf, Sviantek, Kuder Matova. Can't wait for all of these. Let's head back to Madrid for a preview with Danny Prakash. All right, Steve, back at our FanDuel desk. A lot of people here waiting to see who you give the edge to in this semifinal <laughs> between Arena Sabalenka and Maria Sakari. So no pressure. But who you got? Well, listen, they both had tough matches in the last one, both needing three sets to come through. I, I think if they just kind of both bang away from the baseline, you're going to give the edge to Sabalenka for sure. The question for me is, is Sakari going to be able to use that all-court game? Is she going to be able to use a, a bit of slice, really dictate with that forehand, mix up the spins, not just kind of go after it, but give a few high, heavy ones and then kind of flatten it out? If she can mix it up well, execute throughout the match, I actually like her to pull off the upset. I think it's going to be tough to do in this altitude. So if you want an official pick, I'm leaning towards Sabalenka, but Sakari, can, she can get it done. And you're surviving in the hot seat, P. We love to see it. It's going to be amazing action brutal, on brutal Thursday here. here in Madrid. <laughs> the Conte. 5-3, Sabalenka head-to-head. -head. But this is their first meeting on clay, so it should be interesting. On the men's side, Stefano Tsitsipas, Jan-Leonard Struff, the, the lucky loser coming through, Jim. And in fact... The only previous tour-level match on clay, he won yeah. 2019 he's, Barcelona. He's won two of the five meetings, yep. so he'll have some confidence there, and he'll play with that nothing-to-lose mentality. He is the hammer. Everything he sees is a nail. He's going to be just trying to thump the ball against, obviously, Tsitsipas' more well-rounded arsenal. I like Steph in that one, but I don't think it's going to be straightforward. Does he have the right struff, oh, Andy? Oh, <laughs> nice. Great some cheese on this show. Yeah, hashtag Donnie Wahlberg. I love it. Um, <laughs> 
But one of the things that I, I'm going to be interested is, is, is listen, Struve last match was coming in on a lot of second serves. He's been doing it. I saw him in Monte Carlo, really kind of bone crushing that return on the backhand side and getting in uh, a, a different tactic, serves big. But will Steph run second serves in on his body a little bit more to try to mitigate uh, that option? And will Struve up the risk profile on his second serve? Because we know Steph, uh, listen, he's not going to return first serves great but he is really good at giving himself space and giving himself distance uh between his opponent on second serve so two things will Sitsipas run the ball in on on second serves and will Stroop be able to up the risk profile a little bit and make Steph uncomfortable when he does miss that first ball well I mean I have to stick with the German I think that's my obligation here I'm sorry I'm secretly leaning towards Sitsipas but hey Strophi, as we like to call him, um, he oh. can do that serve and volley. He can uh, go and close the net. So if he can attack Steph's backhand and close the net nicely, who knows? Anything is possible in Madrid. What do we like to call him? Strophi. 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 <laughs> like Love the that. throaty eye. Strophi. He'll have a sore throat by tomorrow <laughs> if you try that. <laughs> uh, Aslan Karatsev taking on Zheng Zhizhen, uh, the, the revelation, the 26-year-old. Uh, from China. They, they did meet once before. It was an indoor hard court, and Zhang actually won that match. How do you think it'll play out on clay? I love Zhang yesterday. I think it was a beautiful match against Taylor Fritz. I was on the edge of my seat. Great commentators on that match. And I, I will go with Zhang just because for the heck of it, you know. I love his game. I think he's awesome to watch. We've seen big things from Aslan Karatsev, Andy. Not just his calves, but what yeah. happens tomorrow? Kafis Maximus, I think, wins this uh, wins this match. And oh, by the way, I will never call him anything but Strophy ever again in my <laughs> life. That's done. He no longer has a first name. Uh, but I, I don't know. This is this is an interesting one because they've both been playing uh, above their skis a little bit based on their recent results. Uh, you know, listen, when Karatsev uh, gets a heater going, he's tough. He can hit winners from from both spots. So I like Karatsev in this one. But it's going to be interesting because they're not playing against a Med, uh, Medvedev or. A Fritz or someone who's ranked a lot higher. There's a lot at stake here, so expect these guys to be a little bit more nervous than they have been so far in this tournament. Guess who's the uh, higher-ranked player in this match? It's the it's, uh, Jean. Jean is inside the top 100. Karatsev started this tournament in the qualifying, ranked outside the top 120. He's closing back in. We know at his apex how good he can be. But I think Jean might just get him wow. here. I don't know. I'm feeling that mojo that, that Andrea is talking about. It's not just all about Strufi. you got to <laughs> give Jean a little love, too. Yeah, he's, he's had the best tournament of his life. Why not keep it going? The four of us will be back once again tomorrow on TC Live. Four more days of coverage from La Caja Magica. It all begins tomorrow at 7 a.m. Eastern. For Andy, Andy, and Jim, I'm Steve. Thanks so much for joining us on TC Live.